It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is 8 p.m. Daylight savings time now, Brian, I believe. Uh, And welcome to episode 231 of the Ron and Brian podcast. Brian, how are you doing? How have you spent that additional hour today? Um, Ron, it was such a great day. I was so um, I was so pleased to wake up this morning to know that I had an additional hour to live life, to be in existence, to breathe, to feel, to see, to hear, to touch to experience uh, you hit the wrong button are you expecting um, that i'm going to cut you off in this one i knew you were going to cut me off ron it is um it's it's november already um this is an incredible time of year yeah um you know uh people are, are starting to look forward to the fall season that technically started a couple of weeks ago but the weather is in the north uh Northeastern America, not even close to being fall. It was 70 degrees. I wore a short sleeve out of the house. Um, It's wild. Um, And the best thing that I think um, that encapsulates all of it, all that wild nature, is the next hour that you and I are going to experience. Oh, it's going to be a great week. Uh, 77, I think, was the high here today. I got a new boiler installed on Tuesday. Uh, Unnecessary at this point because it's been in the 70s ever since. And I, I, I spoke to your wife earlier. She said she's still taking cold showers. She's like, I don't even need the boiler. What's the point of, a, yeah, of, what? of hot water now? Why even bother? So, All right, well, we, we got a ton of content here this week. Let's get rolling with Drink of the Week. The Week. Nazdrovia. Salud. Drink of the Week. Trancher. Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Brian, what what are you drinking this week, my friend? Ron, um, last week, uh, you know, uh, I was uh, having a beer that I was enjoying very much. There was some commentary in um, the public chat. I believe it was William Esquire that recommended a beer called Le Fay Blonde to me. Wow. Um, I've never had it before. It just seemed very interesting. Um, looked up some of the uh, 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 facts about it. Apparently, it's an authentic blonde Abbey beer with a slight hint of bitterness. Um, it's delicate but characteristic. It has a strong multi aroma of Le Fay Blonde, um, which reveals a sweet bitterness in perfect harmony with notes of vanilla and clove. Alcohol content surprisingly high at a 6.6%. Wow. Um, I've never had this beer before. Well, I, I hope you try enjoy it, it. for the first time. Yes, take a, take a sip of that brand new beer um, that you definitely have not been drinking for the last two weeks. Taste, son of a bitch. <laughs> it tastes like something that I've had before. I just cannot put my finger on it. Um, I'm going to try and think. This is what happens, Ryan, when I buy a 12-pack. Sure. Um, uh, and, and I don't drink beers during the week, so it just builds up. And I have to I have to knock them out. Um, but I also have a glass, a tumbler, if you would, mm. of Jack Daniels. So this is going to be a fun show. Oh, it's going to be a good time. My part. 
Ron, what are you drinking? Uh, a new beer uh, just released this week. You know, we like to drink local here. And this, is a, this is a collaboration uh, from the folks at Giant Food Stores and the good folks at Free Will Brewing, based out of Bucks County, Pennsylvania. This is their Cinnamon Latte Stout. Uh, clocking in uh, also at 6.6 pretty solid brian this stout was brewed with loads of oats for a full body drinking experience as well as freshly roasted coffee beans which swirl in perfect harmony with smooth vanilla and dashes of cinnamon that that, sounds like a beer i would enjoy that's a a dark bodied beer you can you actually you get the vanilla you get the cinnamon uh let's see if you get the taste of it he takes a poll his first drink. That is a very tasty beer. I'm I'm pleased with my selection this week. And can you say again the name of the brewery that put this beer out for uh, those Free of us who are taking- Will Brewing? Now that's not Free Willy Brewing. It um, is not. I remember um, after the whole Sea World debacle, um, many breweries popped up across the country called Free Willy, and they were there was also a pedophile in um, Illinois. I believe it was in Haddonfield, Illinois, who he, he kept running around screaming, free the willy, free the willy. Um, Sorry. Anyway. Scandalous. Uh, this is free will brewing uh, available at your local giant food stores. Cinnamon uh, latte stout. So good stuff. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> you can. You buy these beers one at a time. You buy a four-pack, six-pack. What are we talking? Uh, this particular one, uh, it's very difficult to buy single beers here in Pennsylvania. It Same is, here in New York. Uh, so that was actually a four-pack. So what do you do? You just knock out the other three? Because I notice you consistently have a new beer every week. Um, I actually have uh, – I've got a lot of beer in my beer fridge. So I need okay. to uh, I need to start uh, repeating some beers like other people do. Sounds like somebody needs to throw a fall banger in his backyard. <laughs> Invite the friends and the jardies over. Invite me and the lady down. We can start a fire in the backyard. Drink all of Ron's beer. Drink all of Ron's beer in his backyard. Drink all of Ron's beer. The only song better than that, Brian? The Beef of the Week theme. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Uh, Brian, what is bothering you this week? AMC Plus. Really? Why is that? Furious at them. Furious at them. Ron, you know that I subscribe to a multitude of online streaming services. You know that I am a supporter of paid content. Yes, you are. Okay. I don't believe in getting my shit for free. I'm willing to pay for it. So... On a Monday of this past week, I looked on the calendar when I woke up and I saw that it was October 31st, Halloween. Yes. There's only one thing that I like to do more than ignore trick-or-treaters banging on my door looking for free candy, and that is to watch 1978's original Halloween. A classic tradition. Yes. Watch it every year. It's what I do. This year in particular was exciting because the lady had never seen oh, the original Halloween. Had never seen even any more of the special. Halloween. 
did not know the beauty, the magnificence of the Michael Myers legacy. Yes. I sat there and said to her, you know what? We are going to watch it this year on October 31st. It was a little bit of a, you know, back and forth. She didn't seem very pleased with my selection, but that's (laughs) neither here nor there. So I go online. I look up where it's streaming. It's not on Netflix, not on Hulu. Shockingly, not on Disney Plus. Hmm. Where is it streaming? AMC Plus. Okay. A service I have spoken very highly of over the years. You have, without a doubt. And they're not cheap, by instance. You know, it's, it's a hefty monthly fee. It is. So at, a, at nine o'clock, the witching hour, I dim the lights in the living room. I scroll over to AMC Plus. I pull up Halloween. I hit play. The music starts. Cue credits. As the camera slowly creeps up towards the jack-o'-lantern, which we see is starting to rot. Amazing, amazing. Cue to black. Next thing we know, we now see Michael Myers, age six, his sister making out with the boyfriend. And I'm struggling a little bit. I can't hear the dialogue. Hmm. Why is that? More scenes go by. Dialogue, very low, very low. Turn up the volume. Now I'm on on, on volume 70 to to hear dialogue correctly. Suddenly the sound effects cut in as people start getting stabbed. It is deafening the living room. Okay. Normally the TV somewhere between 20 and 30. Right. The sucker on 70 to hear the dialogue. So heaven forbid any sound effect kicks in a car starting um, the, the breaking of uh, uh, the brakes on, on a car. Um, you know, those eerie. Right. Their audio mix of the stream that they were putting out there was so terrible that 15 minutes into the movie, I announced that I could no longer do this. Wow. I then looked to see where I could um, rent the movie and pay for it. Sure, sure. Put out your hard-earned money. I saw that it was on Amazon uh, Prime. So I went on to Amazon Prime, um, queued up uh, uh, the the renting of it, and I, and I uh, uh, agreed to pay $3.00. And ninety nine cents of um, of hard earned money, so that I could watch Halloween on Halloween. Criminal. So you know what? Screw you, AMC Plus. If you're going to say you're going to deliver me a product, you better deliver it. Your quality was so poor that I had to take my business elsewhere. My beef of the week: AMC Plus. All right, very valid, very valid. I would I would be upset if I were you. Also, enraged. <clears throat> Ron? Yes. What's bothering you? This week, Brian, my beef is with uh, Philadelphia sports teams. Um, first, mm. you know, Philadelphia Eagles having a Thursday night game. I usually mm. rely on that Eagles game on Sunday to go grocery shopping because the stores are very, very empty at that point. But they had to play Why a Thursday night game. They had to play a Thursday right. night game. But the bigger issue, Brian. How'd they Phil- do on Thursday? Uh, they won. Are they nine and zero? They are eight and zero. They had a, a buy oh, the week buy. before. Okay. Got it. Um, but this uh, on Saturday, Philadelphia set a new world record 
becoming the first city to ever lose two major sports championships on the same day. Uh, the first, obviously, the Philadelphia Phillies uh, losing Game 6, 4-1 to one in Houston. Uh, Houston Astros, uh, once again, World Series champions. And, you know, just on an aside, uh, people love a comeback story. They love a team um, that cheats, um, gets caught, um, uh, is unapologetic about it, um, and suffers relatively no consequences whatsoever and makes it back to the big one and wins it. Would you that's say neither. that they are the Donald Trump of Major League Sports? Possibly. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, in addition to the Phillies, uh, the uh, the Philadelphia MLS soccer team, Philadelphia Union, had their first trip to the MLS Cup uh, final in franchise history, hosted uh, right here in Philadelphia. Um, also losing... Um, after uh, coming from behind, taking the lead by a goal and then giving up a goal during, uh, I guess, uh, extra time and then losing in a shootout. So uh, both ML- both losing the MLS Cup and the World Series. Um, painful, painful weekend uh, for Philadelphia sports. Now, I'm surprised you're saying this, you know, Ron. I've um, multiple times you and I have talked about Philadelphia sports, the state of the various sporting teams. Not once have you ever brought up the Philadelphia Union. Um, you've talked about the Eagles. Sure. You've talked about the Phillies. Correct. You've talked about the Flyers. Uh, yes. You've mentioned the 76ers. In passing. Not once have you included um, the Philadelphia Union. I'm um, not, a big, on- uh, not a big soccer guy. I'm not going to lie. But yet you are um, – uh, uh, I'm so upset about their loss that you would include it in your beef of the week. Exactly. I'm a man of many layers, Brian. You should know that by now. You are. That's why I love. That's 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 why I love you so much. Would you? Here's the real question. Yeah. Would you go to an MLS game? I would. I. You know, it looks like a very uh, fun atmosphere from uh, from what they show on TV. From what it looks like, you also can stretch out. Like in many ways, I think you can have the row to yourself. Maybe. Oh no, you know, they 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 sell that thing out. No, they are they are one of the top attended teams in MLS. Get out of here! Where do they play? Uh, they play uh, in uh, in Chester, PA, down by the uh, Harrah's Casino. They've got a, a park down there. I forget who paid to name it, but um, really, got, yeah, a little, a little south of Philadelphia, technically. Okay, I didn't know that. I actually was. Um, I just have this idea of of uh, of MLS selling about four thousand seats, <laughs> and maybe in other areas, but Philly, they uh, they love their union without a doubt. Uh, speaking of sports, Brian, let's do locks of the week. Locks, Brian. Um, again, it goes without saying. Uh, an amazing week for you. Um, you were looking at that line, Buffalo minus 10 and a half versus the Jets. You said, you know what? The Jets are fighters. The Jets may not win that game. He's like, but I'm taking Jets plus 10 and a half. The only thing you were wrong about is that the Jets did win the game 20 to 17. Um, and then you were looking at the Rams uh, going into Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. And this one, I thought you were going to lose your streak on it. Tampa Bay scores at the last moment uh, to win by three, just giving you the cover by the slimmest of margins, uh, but pushing your uh, pushing your record to 18 and 0. Uh, kudos again, kudos. You know, Ron, I would... Uh... 
I would love to take credit for going 18 and 0 in the NFL this year. I mean, the the amount of money I have made um, from uh, um, the online casinos. I, I wish I could name one right now, but I really sure. can't. DraftKings. I've made so much money off of DraftKings this year. Um, I uh, I will be putting down, um, you know, uh, an all cash offer on a uh, house out in the Hamptons just with so, my 18 and 0 picks. Yeah, makes um, sense. But, but let's not talk about me. It's because at the end of the day, they call this the Ron and Brian show, not the Brian show. Ron, you also um, looked at the NFL card this week and you saw it for yourself um, what you said to me last week, if I remember correctly. Um, you said that you made these picks sleeping. You said you didn't even have to look at the lines. No, um, not Panthers. Panthers were getting nine and a half against the Bengals. You sat there and said, Cincy rolls. 42-21 was the final score, giving you um, your first win of the day. And then you came back. Vikings laying two and a half against Washington Commanders. Vikings win by three, winning by the slightest um, of margins. But at the end of the day... The size of the margin does not matter. No, nope. the fact that you also went two and zero. You are eighteen and zero for the twenty twenty two NFL season. How does it feel? I mean, it feels good. You know, again, there were some scares, uh, but you know, my confidence is at an all time high, and I'm ready to move forward into the second half of the season. Um, what uh, what do you have for uh, week ten? All right, uh, this upcoming week. I like Dallas minus three at Green Bay. Green Bay uh, losing to Detroit today. So I don't know how Dallas is only favored by three, but take Dallas minus three. And then Buffalo, I think, is going to rebound from that horrible game today. Uh, They're minus seven and a half versus Minnesota. Uh, Vikings a decent team, but I think the Bills are going to be coming in to to redeem themselves. Brian, who do you have coming up this week? I've got Atlanta minus one and a half over the Panthers. Um, Atlanta has been a great team um, against the spread this year. Feeling very strong about that pick. Also, the Jaguars once again um, have uh, have just been disappointing. Um, unsure, you know, exactly where what route they're going to go with their starting quarterback. At the end of the day, it does not make a difference. They're facing the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the top teams on offense, one of the top teams on defense, laying nine and a half points. This is a no-brainer. Kansas City all the way. All right. Well, we will, uh, we will as always, check in on our locks next week to see if we can remain perfect. Um, again, bet money you can afford to lose we're, we're gonna we're gonna miss one of these weeks it hasn't happened yet in the in the last three years but one of these weeks it's gonna happen so just be well, careful people yeah i mean what what do they always say ron bet with your head not with your little head there you um go. and i think at the end of the day it is as you know you the way we have lined this up is basically such you bet small in week one you go double or nothing week two you double that week three. You continue to do that. And, and that's when you can start making the big bucks right. in weeks nine, 10, and so forth. You're not going to make a lot of money weeks two through four. No, it's, it's a gradual the, growth. But at the end of the day, you are not going into 
your life savings. You are literally just betting your winnings. Um, you're playing with the house money, in this case, DraftKings.com money. Use promo code RONSBALLS to get an extra $50 if you can, if you make a contribution, opening an account of over $1,000. That's DraftKings.com code RONSBALLS, B-A-L-L-S. All right, coming up this Tuesday, as everyone knows, it's going to be election day here in the United States. Um, and uh, I know we've mentioned of being inundated with political ads. We have resisted doing a lot of advertising on this podcast previously, uh, but we do apparently have a, a very large following in the state of Pennsylvania. And with the Senate race between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz being so close, uh, we had had a number of PACs reach out to us this past week, uh, buying some advertising time on the podcast. Um, ironically, as many people uh, buying uh, airtime for Oz ads as buying airtime for Fetterman ads. Um, again, we, we do not support or endorse either candidate. We try to stay neutral. Uh, this really, we don't really get into a lot of politics here on the show, uh, but we have some commercials that we will play uh, throughout the episode, uh, try and knock them out uh, so it doesn't become, you know, too innocuous. Uh, but I think it's fair if we play an Oz in a Fetterman, like one right after the other. So we kind of give equal time yeah. to each candidate. Uh, so should we knock out the first set of uh, commercials real quick? I think so. All right. Let's start. Uh, let's start with uh, this one. Oz favors allowing fetuses to concealed carry. If you don't want the delivery room to look like a shooting range, don't vote Oz. Paid for by unarmed babies for a better tomorrow. <sighs> really taking the gloves off. Ugly rhetoric. Listen, I mean... First off, I mean, listen, we all have our own political leanings. And one right. of the things you 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 said to me after the last Super Bowl was, you know, as the 51 percent owner, you did not want personal politics to ever get in the way of putting out the best show. Um, you know, I have I have my own personal beliefs here, but I think Dr. Oz really has some good points in this ad. Right. Um, I mean, you do not want armed gunmen um, you know, getting into, um, you know, uh, you don't want armed gunmen bursting into uh, uh, delivery rooms. You need people in the delivery rooms, um, in the maternity wards, defending themselves with uh, uh, guns. They should be allowed to open carry. I got to go Dr. Oz on this one. That's a legit ad. All right. Let's uh, let's roll this next advertisement. When recovering in the hospital from his stroke. Fetterman snuck into the pediatric wing and shot up all the babies with horse tranquilizer. Don't vote Fetterman. Paid for by Sober Babies for Sanity. Now, I was not aware that, that so many babies had packs, but... Of course, of course, of course. So, I mean, they are, you know, they, they are our future. Whitney Houston said it so eloquently many years ago before she started doing crack with Bobby Brown, when she said, the children are our future. Right. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give you them know what? a sense of pride. What? Not that I want to cut you off, but why don't we knock out a couple more commercials real quick and then we'll get into some stories. Understood. Understood. Oz calls it a sub sandwich and not a hoagie. Italian ice and not wood ice. And he doesn't even know what Scrapple is. Dr. Oz, not one of us. Citizens for a Better John is responsible for this message. 
So again, they've really been attacking uh, his lack of uh, Pennsylvania roots, and I, and I guess we're going to continue to see that um, leading up to Election Day. Uh, let's see what this next one is. Fetterman feels that only illegal immigrants should be able to celebrate Hot Podcasters Summer. What of yours will he give away next? Paid for by Citizens for a Better. Mm. Wow. Wow. I mean, he's going to have to respond to that that charge eventually. But uh... I feel, I hate to say this, but it feels like a lot of these ads that were paid for, I mean, these are all pro-Oz um, anti-Fetterman. I'm definitely seeing, you know, I mean, they're not 100%, but I'm definitely seeing a leaning to, um, towards, uh, you know, uh, uh, pro-Oz amongst yeah. these super PACs. Uh, and yes, William, uh, that was uh, Citizens for a Better John uh, pack that uh, that paid for that advertising. So again, a lot of smaller packs. I mean, I'm not saying the the super PACs came and, and spent their money here, uh, but we, we seem to fall in the wheelhouse of availability for some of these smaller packs, um, like Sober Babies for Sanity. Um, it's, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll knock out, uh, the other, uh, commercials as we get later into, uh, the episode tonight, Brian, what, uh, what, what stories or what, where should we go from here? Talk to me, my friend. Okay. It is, um, you know, we, we, we've, we've suddenly accepted, um, political ads. I think it's only, it's only mindful that we discuss upcoming uh, election day. I mean, okay. this is the this is the midterms. You know, it, uh, President Biden has been in power for two weeks. I mean, two years. Two years. Well, he, he thinks he it's thinks two it's two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Nice save. Nice save, Brian. Um, Ron, what are you expecting um, as the in-house political analyst for the Ron and Brian podcast? What are you expecting to happen? Uh, when uh, when the polls close on Tuesday, uh, I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting there to be winners. I'm expecting there to be losers. I expect the losers to claim uh, that the results were rigged, uh, and uh, and I feel uh, we will continue to uh, see a downward spiral uh, in society. That was not what I was hoping to hear. Sorry. Do you really think it's that bleak? Um, I mean, I haven't seen, I mean, look at the, look at the ads just playing on this podcast. Is there anything that gives you hope for, uh, for the future? Is there anything that gives me hope for the future politically? Yes. Okay. And what's that? what it is. All right. Please. It was Donald Trump, who you and I have basically in a nonverbal agreement agreed to stop talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, we definitely spent four years, um, you know, uh, really just hammering home on Donald Trump. Uh, you know, once he got out of the White House after January 6th started, you know, the dust settled, we pretty much just agreed not to, to stop listening to him. Um, it, you know, this week he started to, um, it seemed, ramp up the advertising uh, that he is going to be announcing that he will be running for president again in 2024. And what, what led me to believe some sense of um, of something to look forward to positively was uh, the fact that he started to go after Ron DeSantis. Oh yes, so the Ron DeSantis, I believe he called him. So I believe this will become a time of put up or shut up for the Republicans. I know that happened in 2016, and they fucking caved. Um, it would be nice to see if any of them have a fucking backbone 
other than Mitt Romney. Um, I feel like there have been some uh, uh, glimpses of hope amongst the Republican Party to look past Donald Trump uh, and the cult uh, that follows him. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. So, uh, and I hope so as well. But you also have, you know, candidates um, still kind of towing that that line. And uh, I want to play a little audio from a, a woman named Tina Forte, uh, who apparently is running against AOC. Um, and she had a very uh, interesting interview that she did recently. I'm a mother, grandmother, small business owner. And after COVID, I just had enough. I started ranting in my car started building momentum and a following. And I just was speaking to people and I was going to rallies and protests. I stood with business owners during the lockdowns. I spoke up for our children in school with the mandates. I spoke up for our city workers. I backed the blue. I was down in the city with the law and order, the big, beautiful flags I would walk in the streets with. And I just became very vocal. And I, I'm your voice. I can tell you've been you've been out there screaming, huh? It's tough giving speeches yes. every day. Yes, I am. I'm talking every day. I do have COVID damage. So that has a lot to do with it because I did almost die from COVID. Wow. And I have esophagus damage. So it weakens my voice. So uh, she was out there rallying against the uh, the lockdowns and the, the uh, mask provisions and everything and uh, almost died of COVID. Uh, okay. All right. Let's first off, I want to apologize. Um, <laughs> as a New Yorker, that accent just, that accent just causes me to cringe. Um, much in the same way that watching a Philadelphia sports fan climbing down a greased pole after celebrating a national league, uh, uh championship screaming out the word, Fum. Um, I just feel like, you know, oh, Philly foam. Um, I just, you know, you're embarrassed. You're embarrassed to hear that accent. This late Tina Forte's. Uh, what I love about it is like she's using all of these like um, hot button words. Right. Back the blue and, you know, and I was, oh, save our children. And I, was, I was saving the children like. But none of it actually sounds as if she's taking a stance on anything. She's just saying what she thinks sounds popular. Like it was a beautiful soundbite that added up to nothing, which is just everything wrong. You know what? Oh, God, this whole thing is just fucked. You're right, Ron. It's let's, so uh, let's hop over to uh, South Dakota, where a, uh, a Republican running for South Dakota State Senate was charged with felony child abuse for allegedly grooming and raping a young family member for years. Uh, the picture here of this gentleman is Joel Koskin. He is a third-time candidate for the state Senate and allegedly groomed and abused the young girl for at least six years, starting in 2014. Um, he uh, could face counts of rape, sexual contact with a child under the age of 16, and aggravated incest-related child abuse, uh, according to a probable cause statement. Uh, the Senate hopeful began grooming the child when she was 12 years old by having her sit on his lap, kissing her, and giving long hugs. It then escalates to sexual intercourse. Yes. Um, and this article I read, so people, um, you know, I do put a little work into the show. Um, it got to the point where he had, um, he was tracking this girl's location, um, 
uh, on by using the GPS on her phone. He was um, controlling uh, uh, where she would go, what she would wear. Um, this is a family member. Right. What she would wear. Um, uh, he would get mad at her and um, threaten her if she would uh, uh, do things that he did not approve of. Um, and the beauty of this only because this guy deserves to be burned to death in a very slow fire, um, roasted, if you would. Right. Um, is that after um, she went to some type of religious camp um, with her, you know, that her family sent her to, where they did talk about inappropriate touching, did she suddenly realize that what was going on was not normal? Um and she told people in the camp that this was what was happening to her. He gets word of it and immediately starts texting her that she shouldn't tell anyone. She shouldn't talk about it anymore, that she could get him in trouble. Like, yeah. she's got receipts. Right. Like, the cops have her phone and are absolutely, they've got all the text messages that this guy has ever sent this girl. Like, he's like, as, 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 as evil a human being as this guy is, he's fucking stupid because he texted all of this stuff to her. And of course, uh, he has not ended his campaign, <clears throat> nor has the South Dakota Republican Party asked him to end his campaign. They had just released a statement saying that they trust the justice system uh, to work through the allegation, which it, it obviously will not work through the allegation by Election Day Tuesday. Um, they just are not willing to lose a state Senate seat, yes. even even if the even if the guy is a child sex predator. That's the thing about the Republicans where I feel like they've really arched it to a different level is that they are unabashedly um, uh, willing to ignore common decency that used to cause people to draw the line so much as if this person claims to be a Republican and claims to be anti-abortion and to um, believe in funding the police, we will, as a Republican Party, look past every other seemingly um, uh, uh, arguable point of contention with this human being. You know, you can you can pay for abortions left and right um, and try to deny it. And as the evidence keeps coming out, sit there and go, well, you know what? You know, I don't remember ever doing it, but if I did, I'm sure it was for a good reason. But I'm anti-abortion, and and I'm not a smart man. I just, you know, I just believe I just believe in Jesus. Right. And then suddenly the Republican Party is like, I got to go with that guy. Like all their values of what they used to stand for has literally been chiseled away to to show just what a a paper tiger they are as a party. And yet the stronghold they have over so – and don't get me wrong. The Democrats, I think, are, are, are out of touch with, with, with um, a majority of the people. The Democrats have gone so progressive that it is um, borderline lunacy um, if they think that this is a, a, uh, a platform that encapsulates a majority of America. But the, Dem the Republicans, literally, like here's a guy who is, who is raping a, a – a, uh, um, a, an underage minor in his own family, and they are not even going to say we want nothing to do with him. Right. It's um, so it, like, yeah, you can't it's sad. More disgusting than that.
Um, another close Senate race uh, is taking place in the state of Georgia, uh, where incumbent Raphael Warnock uh, is finding himself uh, in a dead heat with Republican candidate Herschel Walker. Um, I meant to pull a piece of uh, a video of uh, one of, uh, of Walker's supporters being questioned, and he was saying about how abortion is murder. And so the person asked, well, if it's true that uh, that Herschel Walker uh, paid for abortions, is he then a murderer? And well, no, you, you can't judge a man by something that may have happened in his past. So <laughs> But there was a there was a pastor uh, by the name of Jamal Bryant who uh, gave a sermon uh, speaking about Herschel Walker, uh, tearing him down uh, a fantastic two minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to, to listen, uh, we're going to play it for you right now. When the Republican Party of Georgia moved Herschel Walker from Texas to Georgia so that he could run for Senate, it's because change was taking too fast in the post antebellum South. The state had been flipped blue and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. So they figured that they would delude us by picking somebody who they thought would in fact represent us better with a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not gonna tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker, we need a runner. We need somebody who gonna run and tell the truth about January 6th. We need somebody who gonna run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody who gonna run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker. We need somebody who will be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Because we don't need a walker. Damn. I want to go to black church now. <laughs> that video made me want to go to black church. Not because I believe in God, but goddamn, does that guy know how to hype a crowd? I mean, why the, the Democratic Party has not hired him to uh, give give sermons uh, uh, for against every candidate in tight races? Uh, By the way, that video, if it would the the passion that he delivers, the uh, uh, points, the intelligent points he was making was only rivaled by the crowd shots. Yes. The women in front literally doing circles that brought pom-poms to church so they could wave them in the air. That one woman who has the most amazingly 
um, rhythmic neck nod. I mean, I can't even nod like that. Like, I just go, uh, like, this is white. I have no like <laughs> no rhythm she was whatsoever. Just like, I mean, it was just amazing. But goddamn, he literally took that apart. And and I think, I mean, when you think about it, you've got a Georgia Senate candidate who is running on a platform of I'm not educated. Right. I just I just know what I what my gut tells me, and that's what I go with. I'm a good old boy. I don't have a fancy education. I don't know a lot of stuff. And that 50 percent, 48 to 50, depending on which poll you're looking at, has this guy um, uh, 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 a viable candidate. I mean, it literally I mean, we talk about the dumbing down of America, but you literally are now presenting as um, as somebody that you want to represent you in federal government someone who is bragging about how they are not smart and how they just go, they're going to go with what feels right. Right. Shocking. I mean, you know, another clip was, you know, Herschel Walker talking about how China is sending their bad air over to our side of the world. Yes. Forget about party affiliations. You listen to the man and he sounds like an idiot. But you see the, the audience that he's playing up to are also idiots. (laughs) He's I mean, running I suppose in, no, you're right. And I, I, I say this with all due respect to the people of Georgia, but the 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 um you know the rankings of education in that state are dramatically low. It is not a very well educated state by by standards of uh you know standard education that you know English, um history, uh the arts, stuff like that. He's talking to people who also go through life listening to their gut and are proud that they did not graduate high school. So as of latest polls, still a statistical dead heat in Georgia. Again, that's that's going to be a race that I don't think we will know uh, the results of by the end of uh, Election Day. Um, So and again, I don't think we'll know the results of the uh, the Pennsylvania race either. Uh, But we do have. Uh, a couple more commercials here uh, for uh-huh. the president, for the, excuse me, for the senatorial race in Pennsylvania. At each of his rallies, Dr. Oz personally selects a senior citizen to harvest their organs and sell them on the black market. A vote for Oz is a vote to kill your grandma. Paid for by senior citizens for intact organs. Well, that's, I mean, if it's true, um, I mean, should be a disqualifier. Listen. You got who doesn't love their grandpa, right? Who does not cherish their grandma? How can you vote for Dr. Oz if he is sitting there sending one, uh, you know, uh, one old senior citizen to have their organ? You can't support that. You just can't. Let's see what this other commercial is. If you scientifically combined Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders and AOC, the resulting creature still wouldn't be as liberal as John Fetterman. Fetterman, an uber far-left poopy head. Cranky Boomer Senate pack is responsible for the contents of this advertisement. Well, that that's just childish. Yes. Um, and actually, can we talk about this for a moment? Yeah. That Oprah endorsed Fetterman this past week? Uh, yeah, I mean... Okay. Um, and this happened in 2016, if I'm not correct. Was people coming out of the woodwork the week of the election to announce their endorsements. Right. After it was too late. 
after allowing the voters to have spent so much time making up their minds that a last minute endorsement had no effect. Yeah, I mean, Nobody it's not like she, she needed to wait. Moment. Right. What was she waiting for? I, we knew I don't what know. Fetterman was. We knew what Oz was. And she could not have the courage to decide to publicly go forward before, but now she's going to? No. Fuck Oprah. And I've said that in so many different ways. You have, um, yes. If I remember in episode uh, uh, 127, when I sat there, after we were t- after after you tried to hype the Oprah um, Christmas gift uh, episode, when she was giving gifts to all of her um, audience, and I made the point of, well, she doesn't cover the tax bills that the audience members are having to cover. So she's really forcing these people who are poor and have nothing better to do than uh, 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 on a two o'clock in, uh, on a Wednesday in Chicago to sit there, show up and suddenly you, know, you get a car and you get a car. And these people are having these cars repossessed because they can't pay their tax. Yeah, they don't have the money. Yeah. Fuck Oprah. I've been saying that. Um, no, you don't show up at the last very fucking second, pat yourself on the back and say, I did something. No, this woman, if she genuinely felt this way, she should have been defending Fetterman for months. And I will say this as an outsider, um, how the fuck are you guys putting forth Fetterman as your best candidate in this race? The guy, I mean, he, he, okay. I watched some of the debate clips that he had (laughs) with Oz. How the fuck is the Democrat? This is where I say, you know what? At the end of the day, fuck the Democrats. They deserve all the, every, every embarrassment that they're going to face on Tuesday they absolutely deserve. How the fuck are they putting forth Fetterman? The man stumbled through every question. He misspeaks. He is Biden, but 40 years younger. Well, to be fair, when he won the Democratic primary that was prior to him having a stroke. But I will yes. I will I will agree. And I, and I did not vote for Fetterman in the Democratic primary um, because I did not think he would be. Uh, a strong candidate for the entire for the entire he's election. Not. How um, on earth? And don't get me wrong, he's running up against fucking Doctor Oz, <laughs> right? And he's giving and he's given Doctor Oz a chance to fucking win this. How is it that the Pennsylvania Democrats did not have the ability to pull Fetterman aside and say, "Listen, Listen. this is not your year. Back down. Let us put somebody else forth." He did the interview with I think it was CBS. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Where part of the agreement was that for him to be interviewed, all of the questions had to be run through a computer so that he could read the words because listening to somebody say something to him causes him to be confused. Now, God forbid him. The guy had a stroke. The very fact that he's walking around and is functional. Awesome. But is that the, 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 the mental state of somebody that should be making decisions for the United States of America, let alone um, uh, the, 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 the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And kudos to me for remembering that Pennsylvania is a Commonwealth. I mean, that is the most impressive thing so far this evening. Thank you. No, I think yeah. it was the ads. I think it was the ads that Matt collected. Um, but just the fact that this is this is who 
um, Pennsylvania Democrats decide is the best person to represent them. So, Listen, uh, it's Fetterman just, it's was, you know, Fetterman was the lieutenant governor of the state. You know, he's got he had a he's got a lot of support. Um, and I think, you know, what it was is he he carries a tremendous amount of support in central Pennsylvania, which where Democrats have struggled over the last 20 years in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but there's um, not a lot of votes in central uh, Pennsylvania. But there but there is but there is there enough is to over there is enough votes in central Pennsylvania to overcome Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. And that's why Pennsylvania is a purple state. It's purple because the fucking people keep punching Pennsylvania from outside. <laughs> it's got some black and blue marks. Hold I on. Ali M. Ali M seems to be triggered. So no one with a disability can serve in the Senate. I will say this. Do I believe that somebody who has a cognitive issue should be um, representing the country? I do not believe that's the case. But if it's not. Man, it's, I think you're. I think you're misconstruing his issue. His issue is not a cognitive issue. His issue is a sensory is a sensory perception issue where he needs to read off of a teleprompter because due to the issue with his stroke, you know, he 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 has a lag in hearing things and processing things in his brain. He can still he, he can still process information by reading it and everything else. Right. So, so it's when not, he listens to ninety nine, I'm sorry. This may be this may be uh, uh, unpopular. So when he Here's a debate in Congress, in the Senate, and the congressmen are speaking. They're going to have to submit uh, uh, their debates in writing to him in advance so he can understand it, or he's not going to be able to understand the points that the different congressmen are making. I don't know the process of how he will of how that will go when he's in the Senate. But if you actually that have one, if you actually have one senator now. reading the laws that are being passed, that's one senator more than we have right now reading stuff. Oh, you just want Dr. Oz in there, I guess. True. No, I don't want Dr. Oz. I literally am an American who has who who feels that the political system that is put put in front of him is so rigged by the power elite that there is no choice. Right. There is no difference between a Fetterman and an Oz. Both of these people are terrible human beings. Neither of them are going to represent Pennsylvania properly. Well, let's run our last set of advertisements and then maybe just move on from politics for the rest of the evening. Can we agree on that? At this point, we may as well just knock out the last 10 minutes on politics. Hold <laughs> this the politics episode. Hold on a second. Let's let's see these last couple of ads here. Dr. Oz, the man who made Dr. Phil the second most annoying doctor that Oprah introduced into our lives. If you wouldn't let Dr. Phil check your prostate, don't vote Oz. Fake TV Doctors for America is responsible for this message. Well, there you so, go. Good no, point on the I Oprah don't. thing. No, I will not. And I'll tell can you put a still of that um, uh, last frame up? Um, I don't know that I can actually. Again. Can you run it and just pause it? <laughs> well, then you won't. If I pause it, you won't be able to be heard because it's a video clip. Okay. Uh, people watching this, go back a couple seconds. This is the part that I, I think is just is, is, it's just an idea of the slant that goes on. Um, they chose a photo of Donald Trump looking sinister. And it, it, it's almost as if you're not even you're subliminally picking up this negativity. Tina Forte would never run an ad like this. I mean, Tina Matt Forte, put these ads together. So I guess technically we chose the sinister uh, sinister photo. 
Yeah, but didn't Matt accept these ads from various PACs in the well, state of Pennsylvania? He did, He's, yes. I mean, we I, I know he said to us, do we want to accept money from these PACs? And we said no, because we cannot be bought. All right, well, let's get the last ad out of the way here and uh, see how bad this one is. One time, John Fetterman was out to dinner with his parents, and he allowed his father to pick up the check. What will he be reaching into your pocket for next? Stop Senate Freeloading Pack paid for this advertising. Wow. How do you let your, your senior citizen father pay the... He's on a fixed income. He's getting Social Security every month. How do you let that man pay the bill? Uh, also, can we talk about... What's the deal with Fetterman and the hoodies? Yeah, that's his That's his style. You know, he's not a, uh, he's not a suit and tie kind of guy. He's an everyman like you or me. So um, is he going to wear um, hoodies to the Senate? I think there's a dress code for the Senate. So I think he would probably have to wear uh, a suit when he's in the Senate chambers. Mm. Okay. I just, I, I, I literally am so embarrassed that this is who um, the fate of our Congress, because it's so close to a 50-50 tie. Oh, this yeah. Is good. Uh, L.E.M. just threw this one. This is a good one. He has a dress hoodie. That's uh, quality. I don't care how you look at it. That's a quality comment. Um, but it's just the fact that we have a 50-50 Senate split right now and that the races that are up there to help break this tie are Fetterman versus a TV doctor. Um, and you've got Herschel Walker against some guy that I think is overqualified um, and is struggling Um uh, to secure a lead. It's it, it, America is an embarrassment right now. Just an embarrassment. I think the only thing uh, crazier than uh, the run up to Election Day would be Twitter uh, in the last week since uh, Elon Musk took over, uh, closing his forty four billion dollar deal. Uh, in the meantime, cleaning shop in the executive suite, uh, firing many people, and then a ton of uh, layoffs. I think about 3,700 layoffs sure. uh, that occurred at the end of the week, which now has resulted in a class action lawsuit uh, being filed against Twitter uh, because apparently employees weren't given enough notice of the mass layoffs in violation of federal and California law. Um, yep. That is the Warren Act, the Worker Adjustment Correct. and Retraining Notification Act. Uh, it's a federal law requiring companies with 100 or more workers to give 60 days notice of mass layoffs. Um, sure. So now word is out that a number of these people that have been laid off are being asked to come back to work. Uh, don't know if it is, you know, because... Twitter is finding itself uh, very understaffed or because of this lawsuit. Uh, but it seems to have been uh, a complete shit show uh, in the first week that uh, that Elon Musk has owned it. And this is the beauty of it, is that Twitter was a shit show beforehand. Oh, yeah. It was a losing, um, it was a revenue losing entity before to, uh, Elon Musk bought it. It was... Um, I believe Elon Musk quoted that it's losing four million dollars a day. The only way it was making it was covering it was by selling shares to the public. Right. Um, it wasn't a profitable company. So you get this guy who decides he's going to buy it for a premium than what it was currently. I believe it was in the forties. Um, he said he was going to buy it for about fifty-two dollars a share. Uh, I think came out to forty-four billion. And then right after he announced that he was going to buy it, um, 
he actually gets talked into signing a legal document, committing himself to buying it. And then immediately spends the next few months trying to figure out ways to get out of that agreement. It was only after um, Twitter took him to court because somebody at Twitter just had the brilliant idea of, no, 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 no. This this company is a shit show. This website is a disaster. Let's take this fucking billionaire's money and run that they actually sat there and took him to court to force him to buy this stock. Um, part of the uh, um, uh, public disclosures was he actually had to share his phone text messages with the court to prove that he was not um, that his concerns with the stock uh, with the company was the uh, prevalence of bots on the site. And then immediately and this was just a brilliant PR move was that suddenly texts that he had sent to um, fellow celebrities and business people started leaking in the public because he had shared this that um, the embarrassment of having his personal texts leaked forced him back to the table and agreed to buy the company at a price so high compared to what um, uh, the company can possibly be able to to be profitable that immediately um, the only way that uh, you know he can make the current debt payments if I'm not correct that guy's paying a billion dollars a year just correct. in interest yes you are correct that it, in that. I mean it's so it's so crushing in terms from a business perspective, that there's no financially prudent way to continue running this company. That immediately, and this is just a classic textbook move, is that immediately upon him purchasing it and embracing this free speech model, that suddenly hate speech proliferates all throughout Twitter. Um, people suddenly feel it's okay to get on Twitter and start posting the N-word. Um, I know, Ron, you said you did it a couple times, had absolutely no issues using it. Um, you, in fact, if I remember correctly, you were tweeted, uh, you were retweeted by half of the Philly cheesesteak um, uh, group that you are uh, participating in. Um, but the idea is just the fact that um, immediately advertisers, what is one thing that advertisers don't like? Controversy. Right. What is it that advertisers like? the same and steady, boring, let's just buy our ads. So suddenly advertisers immediately upon seeing that hate speech is now on the rise, that the so quote unquote, well, free speech um, and no content, you know, wild west of dialogue, suddenly advertisers get nervous, start pulling back ads, which is currently Twitter's only source of revenue. Right. Suddenly Elon Musk, instead of sitting there saying, I have made a terrible mistake, starts tweeting how the woke mob is now coming after the advertisers and ruining this great thing that used to be called Twitter. Right. I mean, you've got General Motors, Pfizer, Audi, just among some of the uh, many companies that have paused their advertising is what they're saying uh, to see how this uh, how this all plays out. And now apparently um, you're, you're looking at, you know, uh, the potential of paying $7.99 a month uh, to get that verified blue check mark. So it used to be that that check mark. Um, allowed people to know that the person that was tweeting was actually that individual. Now any schmuck with eight bucks a month will be able to do that. Um, also, I did think it was funny how 
so many people changed their 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 profile name on their Twitter account to Elon Musk so that it was literally if you went on your Twitter feed it was just Elon Musk Elon Musk Elon Musk uh, to the point where you know two day three days ago he's saying oh Twitter's the land of free speech and now today they're like well if you change your profile name to somebody else you're going to be suspended indefinitely so it's just I know, it's a little crazy. Uh, valid point. Allie crushing it with comments today. For just $2 more than that $8 a month fee, you can get access to Ron and Brian After Dark on uh, Patreon. Just go to ronandbrianpodcast.com and sure. uh, click in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, I think we got time for a couple of more stories um what do we want to i can we we've got some of I the think just, uh yeah let's we have so much in weird news that i think we may even have to carry some over into after dark um the uh you know uh the the after the patreon only show that we do you look like you're about to laugh the patreon only show that we do every sunday at 9 30 after this show it's behind the paywall you've got to pay for it but it is some awesome content. Ron, we have some time left. Go to Weird News. What do you have? I think we need to we need to do the Husky uh, puppy story just for the photo. Trigger warning. Yeah. Trigger warning, people. This story is disturbing, but it's oh so delicious in the takedown of another human being. So uh, this is a woman in Montana who uh, apparently thought that she had killed and skinned a wolf. And a wolf? Started, a Did wolf. you say wolf? A wolf. And wolf. So There's she, an L in there. A wolf. A wolf. So you she started wolf. to... I swear to God, you right. said wolf. So she started to post about it on her social media, pictures of her smiling, clutching a rifle and everything else. Turns out it was a Siberian husky puppy that she killed and skinned and again if you're watching um, we're going to put a uh, a photo up on the screen uh, which you may find somewhat disturbing uh, but this is a photo from uh, this woman amber barnes from her social media page of the skinned wolf and you look at that and in no world do you not realize that that is not a dog that she has killed and skinned Oh, and it's terrible. disgusting. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it down because it's very difficult to look at. Just wanted to put that to show how how stupid uh, some people can be. So, so she posts this on social media. How awesome it was that she partake partook in this cull of dangerous wolves and posted this on social media. At which point people immediately um start posting that um. Sorry, lady, I don't think that's a wolf. I think that's a husky dog. I think you killed a dog. And to Janelle, who points, why the fuck do you feel the need to show this? It's because um, I think it's important to show this, the um, uh, the naivete, the lack of smarts, um, the level of confidence innately existing in certain Americans that feel that no matter what they do, the assumption is that they are always right. And we did do trigger warning. Um, and she's only being charged with a misdemeanor uh, charge of animal cruelty, uh, not a felony, because investigators uh, feel that they can prove negligence, but not intent. And apparently that is the difference. 
Yeah, I don't think she intended to kill a puppy. I think she intended to like, like, no, no, no. This woman needs to burn. But I think from a criminal perspective, I don't believe um, that this is a felony case. She needs somebody needs to show up to her house and um, put her car on fire. And when she comes out to put the car out, um, they need to bludgeon her with the hammer. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I think we can. I think that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, a few weeks back, we had talked about the uh, the uh, the scandal that rocked the pro fishing world. Um, now, uh, the professional cornhole world has been rocked by its own cheating scandal that they are now referring to as Baggate. Um, this is uh, apparently uh, back in August, there was the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championships uh, where player Devin Harbaugh, uh, he complained that rival uh, opponents, Mark Richard and Philip Lopez, uh, which we have a photo of here, uh, were using bags that were smaller than regulation uh, during the finals, uh, which were broadcast live on ESPN. Uh, from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Officials gathered to inspect Richards and Lopez's beanbags and confirmed that they were, in fact, not regulation size. Um, in response, Lopez and Richards requested that their opponent's bags also be inspected. Those bags were also found uh, to be not compliant. Uh, according to regulations, cornhole bags must be six by six inches when laid flat and weighed 16 ounces. A one hour delay ensued before officials determined that the violations were not intentional and decided to continue the competition with a $15,000 cash prize at stake. How is it that this, um, this somehow organized league is taking place and they're not providing the equipment. I, it's a good question. I, I don't have an answer for that. I'm it also shocked to sense. find out. I'm also shocked to find out that the top players in the American Cornhole League earn as much as two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year from winnings, sponsorship deals, and endorsements. My God, I uh, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing working a full time job to make a fraction of that? That doesn't yeah. make sense. I mean, obviously these guys they, they got the fixture up here. I mean, they're they're sponsored by Bush's Beans. Those yeah. are beans. Bush's best, yes. Those are some beans you get right there. But yeah, how are you not supply uh, supplied with regulation size bags that you're going to bring your own? It doesn't. I mean, I guess you know when you're competing at that level, you know you want to work with bags that you're practicing with. But you would think part of the process of of entering these tournaments would be to check your equipment prior yeah. to uh, prior to competing. Yeah. I mean, before we do this episode, Ron, I show you my bag. You do. Um, you know, I, I, I and I've so said inspect it. I yeah, I've said I've seen it two hundred and thirty times previously. You don't need to show it to me for another episode. But that is that is the level of integrity that you bring to the table, and I'm 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 a goddamn admirer of you because of it. What I just want you to know that I'm working with a regulation bag. Uh, finally, uh, a bungee jumper uh, reportedly misunderstood her instructor, uh, which unfortunately led to her death. Uh, Yesenia Morales Gomez, uh, I think we have a photo here. We always have a photo and the bridge that she jumped off of. Um, she, uh, she and her boyfriend, 
went to Sky Bungee Jumping Amaga in Northern Columbia in July of last year for their first bungee jumping experience uh, where she thought she heard an instructor say to jump and believed that it was directed towards her when it was actually for her boyfriend. Um, she jumped and fell roughly 150 feet because her harness and bungee cord weren't attached yet. Now, this is where the story gets interesting, is that the company alleges that she was the only one jumping at the time and that there is no possible way that um, any instructions were being given to another jumper at the same time that she could have misheard. Um, you know, at first, the allegations were that two people were jumping. The company says that they only have the license for one person to jump at the time. So therefore, they are saying that she just jumped prematurely on her own, that there was mm. no breakdown in their communication, which all things considered, I'm going to assume over here, people, that there were two people jumping and they only had permits to be able to have one person jumping at a time. They fucked up and now they're trying to cover their ass. There you go. Um, Brian, have you ever done bungee jumping? No, I did skydiving once. Did you? Jumping. Yeah. Really? How was skydiving? Um, I found, uh, the entire experience unsettling. Okay. Um, the going up in a plane was just nerve wracking. Um, I think we went up to about 11 or 13,000 feet when we jumped. I did one of those. It was a tandem. Okay. So there's a, there's a man attached to your back. Which was ironically not the first time a grown man. No, I mean it seems like a Friday night for you. Throughout college, I mean that was that was just a regular. Right. Um, but I uh, I jumped. Um, the free fall portion of the jump was probably the most unsettling moment of my entire life because gravity is speeding up your descent. I mm -hmm. guess is the lack of a better phrase. So the ground is getting. Is, is getting closer and closer at an increasing rate. Mm. Um, and there's nothing stopping you. Literally, at this moment, when you're free falling, there's nothing stopping you. This is the moment that most people go um, uh, skydiving for. This was the worst moment for me. Yeah. Um, once the guy pulled the parachute and we suddenly got yanked up and now we were just like drifting down, um, I, I remember him saying, like, well, check this out. If I pull this button, we go sliding this way. But if I pull that button, we go sliding. And I just said to him, I remember saying, if you want me to have a pleasant experience, <laughs> you are not going to do any of that. Just get me on the ground as and soon as And it was at that moment can. that that man realized that the 30-year-old male in front of him was actually an 88-year-old grandmother celebrating, you know, her first... And literally, we just went like at the granny speed doing this. And I'm going to say at that moment, it was one of the most peaceful moments of my entire life. Okay. Because all you heard was the whoosh of wind. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like shooting down right. at 9.8 meters per second per second. It suddenly was just this. There is, the, there is nothing. I find nothing intriguing about going skydiving that would be the um, worst experience of my life i feel it was that part was oh my gosh i would love to do that i have zero to desire desire to do it again 
at this age, I don't know that I would trust a Colombian bungee jump company with my life. Right. You know, I was in a bad place at that time. So I'm not sure I, you know, when I went skydiving, I don't know that I really valued my life very much. And that <laughs> I, I kind of, I think I kind of took the approach that if something happened, well, then at least it's putting me out of my misery. True. Um, now I would not do anything like that. I don't know that if I, if I was standing on a bridge in uh, Cartagena, Colombia, that if some guy said to me, oh, here, I'm going to put a harness on you. And in a couple seconds, jump. I would be like, yee, and I would yeet myself off of a bridge. <laughs> that would not be happening. No. Well, the best thing, uh, better than skydiving, is for you all to uh, join our Patreon and join us on our After Dark. Takes place after this show each and every Sunday night. We'll be, uh, we'll be doing that in about 19 minutes. It is exclusive for those subscribing at the bronze level or higher. Just 10 bucks a month gets you access uh, to the live feed. So we'll be hopping over there momentarily. Brian, any other words of wisdom uh, before we wrap up episode 231? None whatsoever. I am so excited for this week's After Dark. Yes, as am I. It's going to be a fun time. So again, go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, click in the upper right-hand corner to become a patron, and you can join us. Otherwise, you know, we still love you. We still appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening, and uh, we will catch you next week. We'll have, hopefully, results of the election. Uh, We'll see what the state of the country is, um, and uh, we can commiserate together. Brian, love you, my friend. Love you, too. Should we do a surprise show on Tuesday or no? Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how. I know we go. did that a couple of years ago, didn't we? Do a uh, a we did uh, we did live election night special. We did. I don't really feel like doing the suit thing this year. <laughs> suits are uh, you know make us Optional. look older than we are. Yeah, suits out. Oh my god. Oh yes, yes, yes. I have a few more grays this year. Ron, I absolutely love you. This was fun. Episode two thirty one. These numbers keep rising. Um, as do our listenership. Um, welcome. To all the people who are hearing this for the first time, welcome to the Ron and Brian universe. The podcast is only one part of all the different ways that we have to entertain you. Um, join us over on Patreon. Uh, it's, 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 it's another way to enjoy the show. All right. Sounds good. Well, again, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will catch you again next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.